What's up? Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Wednesday, May 13th, 2015. Broadcasting from the Beantown Athletic Studio in Dorchester, Massachusetts. The Tom Brady suspension reaction is still rolling in. And yesterday, after I recorded my reaction to the Tom Brady suspension, which... Just to give you a quick recap, as you know, if you do listen, I believe this is a complete clown show, right? That Tom Brady suspended for four games is an embarrassment uh, for the National Football League based on a Wells report that is also an embarrassment for the National Football League. Now, the man who put together this report, Ted Wells, which is why it's called the Wells Report, He had a conference call with the media yesterday, and he was fired up. He was fired up. I don't understand. I don't understand. I really don't understand why he was fired up, though. You get what I'm saying? Uh, I can understand it, but at the same time, I don't understand why he's expressing this frustration, right? Like, you you write a 243 page report. And the only reason I can think of that ultimately you're expressing this frustration on a conference call is that you know when you hear some criticism of this report, you know that deep down inside the people criticizing it are right with regards to you don't have any facts here. And when you want to go on a conference call and try to express your frustrations and try to explain yourself, if I'm Ted Wells... Why do I even need to have a conference call? Why do I need to talk to the media? By the way, where the fuck is Roger Goodell? Do we know yet? He's hiding somewhere. Apparently, he's not speaking to anybody that comes into the NFL offices because if he did, he'd probably talk to El Prez yesterday who handcuffed himself uh, to a couple other Boston guys. Right? Hank. Feidelberg, they were all there, about four of them, sitting there in the main offices of the National Football League. They were sitting on the ground. <laughs> they end up getting arrested. They have a court hearing this morning. That's, ba- that's what I read on BostonSports.com today, following them on Twitter. Um, the last tweet that El Prez sends out is to Rap Sheet about 19 hours ago. Uh, and... Really, the last video footage we have of these guys is hysterical. They're getting taken away in cuffs, being put into, you know, NYPD van, into an NYPD van, right? They're getting sent to to jail. They're getting arrested. And here's what Alfred is saying as he's getting arrested. um, In this situation, think about this situation. We're talking about air pressure and footballs. this this is hysterical. Here's El Prez as he's getting arrested at the, from the NFL offices. He works. Brady. Brady. I died to Brady and died to Belichick. Back up. Back up. Back up. Back up. He says back up. I died for Brady. I died for Belichick. Best day of my life getting arrested for Tom Brady. Back up. That's Feidelberg. Best day of my life getting arrested for Tom Brady. Um, unbelievable. Unfucking believable. I love it. I absolutely love it. 
So, but where is Roger Goodell? Because if you watch their periscope as they sat there in the lobby, you know, El Perez is saying, hey, Roger Goodell says he makes himself available to the media every day. Where is he? Where is he? I want to know where Roger Goodell is. This guy's got Troy Vincent sending letters to the Patriots, letters to Tom Brady. Troy Vincent. Troy Vincent. And he's got Ted Wells is doing a conference call. Why does Ted Wells, if you had told me, at the beginning of this thing, that Ted Wells was going to come out with a 243-page report, whatever was in that report, and that then he was going to speak to the media before Roger Goodell did after they hand out a suspension, a four-game suspension to Tom Brady, I would have told you, you're nuts. Roger Goodell will hear from him right away. I would have told you we would probably never hear from Ted Wells. When you write a 243-page report, I assume that's your best effort. I assume that is... You don't need to explain yourself. You have 243 pages to explain yourself. If you have to come out and explain yourself to, to the media after in a conference call, before the commissioner even shows his face, then that tells me that you, need, you feel the need to defend yourself. You feel the need to still try to explain what you're trying to say. And if you're still trying to explain you know, uh, the reasons... For why you think Tom Brady kind of probably maybe knew about something that we don't even know definitely happened. That tells me you didn't do a good enough job in the report. All right, Ted Wells. And by the way, are we, are we going to ignore the elephant in the room with the Ted Wells conference call? Pete, are we, do you know what the elephant, can I, can I tell you what the elephant in the room is with the Ted Wells conference call? Was it right, resting how, right above his lip? How about that fucking mustache? What is going on there? So Tom, you, this guy looks like a creep. You, is that real? You know what that looks like? Remember when you were a kid and you got that little, like, the book? It's not even a book. It's like a piece of paper and then it's got the plastic square with the face. And you get the pen, right? And you can drag the black stuff. Onto the face and draw, put a mustache or put hair, put a beard. You know those things I'm talking about, Pete? Like the magnetic pen? You know what I'm talking about? Do you, honestly, do you yeah, know what I'm yeah, talking about? They, they what is so, it called? I have no idea. But That's exactly every, what this guy's... Everybody has one. It looks like this guy's mustache is one of those things. One of those magnetic pens with the black stuff you put over the guy's face. It's like a coloring book, but not really. I mean, are we going to ignore this guy's mustache? That's a 70s porno mustache, this guy's rock. I don't know. You know what? I don't even know what it is. Um, but Tom Brady, he met with this guy in person, right? He met with Ted Wells? Did he meet with Ted Wells or did he meet with, like, other people in the Ted Wells investigation group? Look, bottom line is this. Hold on. You know, the- you, know who Jack- <laughs> you know who he reminds me of, Ted oh. Wells? Jackie Childs from, yeah, uh, from, from Seinfeld. Seinfeld with that Jackie stash. Childs. With that stash. Yeah. Uh, if I'm looking at, if I see Ted, picture of Ted Wells and this guy asks for my phone, I'm not giving him my fucking phone either. You can see, you see this guy's mustache? What is this guy? A creep? And then, here's what he said. He gave a conference call yesterday. He was angry. Great. Be angry. You wrote a 243-page report. And, the, you know, the fact that you even have to speak about it after tells me that you didn't do a good enough job explaining yourself in 243 pages. So what you have to say from here on out, I, it, I really don't give a shit. But he does talk about the whole Brady phone and, 
and, and what he wanted from Brady and what he was willing to accept from Brady out of his phone. Here's the audio from Ted Wells yesterday on, on that part of it. I told Mr. Brady and his agents I did not. I was willing not to take possession of the phone. I said, I don't want to see any private information. I said, you keep the phone. You, the agent, Mr. Yee, you can look at the phone. You give me documents that are responsive to this investigation, and I will take your word that you have given me what's responsive. And they still refused. Well, what if there was, here's my problem with that. What if Brady and his, what if he's saying, well, there's nothing here. So you don't want my phone. You want me to print out texts. That might be, you know, what you're looking for. Well, what if I don't have those? What do you want me to print out? A text to my wife that says I kind of know these guys? Like, what, what do you want? And I'm not giving you my phone. But if that's, if that's what he's asking for, and if there's nothing that... See, this is this just whole thing. Are we really... So he needs to explain himself here? It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. And so is that stupid mustache this guy's rocking. What a joke that is, too. This guy looks like a creep. Ted Wells, I didn't know he looked like that. I didn't know that's how he looked. And I see the conference call and I see his face on TV. I wouldn't give this guy my phone either. But um, what a day yesterday because we found out also that Tom Brady's legal team is coming together. And he is putting together, according to Adam Schefter, an all-star legal team. And leading the way on this all-star legal team for Tom Brady is a guy by the name of Jeffrey Kessler. Jeffrey Kessler. And again, Adam Schefter says, this is not great news for the National Football League. Here's what Adam Schefter said yesterday. He received a text from, quote, somebody connected to the Deflategate story in some way. And the text said, quote, Brady's team is unreal. Talented, big name lawyers, Yee, Kessler, etc., Prediction equals won't miss a game. So, I mean, that's a powerful description of Brady's new legal team here. Uh, we know his lawyer's been out speaking about, um, but I don't, look, I don't know personally who Jeffrey Kessler is. I, I don't, you, I, I, I read up on him when I saw this news. Uh, you see that this is a guy who basically helped establish free agency in the NFL by winning the Freeman-McNeil case and then settling the Reggie White case that focused on restrictions of player movement. Uh, Kessler also was the lawyer who represented Bill Belichick back in 2000 when Belichick sued the NFL and the New York Jets in federal court so that he could free himself from his contract with the Jets that Kessler was was the lawyer who who helped make that happen and basically helped Belichick become the coach of the New England Patriots. You remember that little fiasco where Belichick, you know, had a had a sip of of coffee with the Jets, had a sip, just had a sip. Um, yeah, that was Kessler that that made that happen. So Kessler, this is an All Star cast, and again, according to Adam Schefter, who received a text from somebody involved in the Deflategate story. They said Brady's team is unreal. The prediction is that Brady won't miss a game now. Basically, he means that they will appeal this and that when it goes to an appeal, they will put together a good enough case in which 
this will get overturned to the point where... Now, my prediction is that Brady's definitely going to be suspended. I would think at least at least two games. I don't think it's going to go from four to zero. I think that's unrealistic. Would I love for that to happen? Do I think that based on what I see in the Wells report and based on this whole stupid situation that Brady should not be suspended and only be fined? Yes, that's what I've felt from day one. But since the NFL is going to you know, act like this and then not even have their commission to come out and talk about it, um, you know, I, I look at this whole thing now, and yeah, Brady can put together the best team he wants. I still don't know that this is going to be zero games. I think this is still going to... You could cut it down. You could cut it down, but it could be cut down, I think, in half. I don't think you go from four to zero. I think it's more realistic to say, hey, goes from four to two, right? Goes from four to two. Now... Ted Wells yesterday, going back to the Wells stuff and back to his conference call, which is, again, the more you think about the way he spoke and the fact that he spoke at all, is almost it almost plays into how laughable this entire situation is, right? It plays into how laughable this entire situation is, is that the guy who writes the report, 243 pages wasn't enough. Now you need to go into more detail in a conference call. Well, no, that's not good enough for me. And that shouldn't be good enough for the NFL, right? If I'm the NFL, I would be saying, you got to stop. Ted Wells, don't stop. But, but you can't do that when your commissioner won't come out and speak about anything. I don't even know. And, and Pete, maybe I missed this. Is there a reason? Like, does Goodell have something personal going on that... that I, but again, this has got to be the biggest... First of all, it's the biggest fine they've ever handed out, right? In, in the history of the National Football League, or, or one of them, not only that, you take away two draft picks, you take away a first-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and you suspend the reigning Super Bowl MVP, the quarterback of the team that's going to open up this season on national TV. On national TV. And we can't even get the commissioner to talk about it. We're having Troy Vincent send out statements. And now we got to hear from Ted Wells again? We just read a 243-page report that didn't make any fucking sense. And he's trying to make sense of it in a conference call? Not good enough. It's not good enough for me. You don't get, you don't get 243 pages and then get to talk about it in a conference call. You don't. You don't get that. In fact, when this thing goes to whatever, some type of court hearing... Uh, appeals process, appeals hearing, whatever, ha- wherever this uh, appeal takes place and Jeffrey Kessler and Brady's all-star legal team get to speak about this and give their take, everything that, everything, everything that Ted Wells said in this conference call yesterday, should they should say, we can't use that. We can't use that. They shouldn't be able to use any of it. Now, there were a couple things here. Again, the part that we just played, with what he said about Brady's phone. But again, that doesn't make sense to me because if you said that to Brady and he says, what do you want me to do, print out stuff? But I don't have anything to print out. So I'm not going to give you my phone, but I also don't have things to print out. People will say, well, if you don't have anything in your phone, why wouldn't you give it to Ted Wells? Well, you know, I mean, I already told you that this guy looks like a creep, so I'd be, I'd be hesitant to do that anyways. But also, uh, wh- who is, what is this investigation? Do, you know... It's supposed to be independent, right? Is, this, is, is Brady legally required to give up his phone to you? No. And I wouldn't give up my phone either. 
to this clown. You look at what's going on 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 the internet, on social media. I mean, we should look. We we got pictures of what the fappening that comes out. You know, all these people with pictures and videos on their phones. You're gonna trust this guy, Ted Wells? Who is Ted Wells? Why would I trust you? I don't. And if you ask, hey, you just want printouts of text messages? Well, maybe I don't have any to give you. Maybe I don't have anything to print out. I don't. In fact, if you think I'm texting these guys, why don't you look at their phone? Oh, you already did? Oh, you already wrote a 243-page report on it. Oh, none of it makes sense. Okay. So, you don't get the report and uh, the, expla- the, the extra explaining in a conference call. Anything that Ted Wells said in the conference call, in any type of court hearing or, or appeals process, should be thrown out the window, should not be able to be used. Another thing that he talked about, though, was McNally and how he wanted to interview McNally a second time, right? He, want, he basically said, we wanted to interview McNally a second time after he found out the two texts. One, McNally calling himself the deflator. Two, the text about McNally saying, I won't go, don't worry, I won't go to ESPN yet. Now, if you read those texts in the report, First of all, I, you know, when McNally texts the ESPN thing, I think he said, I'm pretty sure that's in jest. I, you know, I'm pretty sure there's some type of joking around going on there. Now, him calling himself the deflator certainly is, as we found out, a major thing that jumped off the screen or jumped out at Ted Wells. The problem I have is, if you're going to, you know, you're going to keep interviewing these guys and calling them back. Why didn't, Ted, why didn't Ted Wells have this stuff before? Wouldn't you think that if you're going to interview this guy, McNally, wouldn't, wouldn't you have these text messages before you interview him the first time? Like, what were you doing the first time? Just kicking the tires? How many interviews did you think you were going to have? Why is this? This is air pressure in a football. You get the text messages. You go to McNally, you say, what's this about? What do you do, meet up with him first, have a cup of coffee, ask him what his favorite color is, then go get the text messages? What, this whole process, the process of the investigation seems flawed to me. If I'm an investigator, right, McNally seems to be a shady character to me. If if I'm the investigator and that, and if he seems to be a shady character based on what other people tell me, right, and I'm, I have to put the connection between Jastrzemski and McNally together before I interview them, don't I? And if I'm putting the connections together, aren't I getting those text messages before I interview them? What do you want? And look, maybe I'm wrong because I'm not a professional investigator in real life, right? Then again, um, even if I was, I don't know that I'd be, you know, investigating air pressure in a football. But as we find out, eh, the NFL paid... Close to, I think, $5 million for this investigation. So maybe that's why you do it. But when you do it, do it the right way. And the right way to me is, wouldn't you get the text messages before meeting with McNally? Now, let's, let's say that wasn't possible. Let's say something happened. Uh, you know, they weren't able to get him till after, as we know. They wanted to meet with McNally again. He says a second time. That doesn't mean it was only McNally's second interview. He, he interviewed with some other people as, from this report. McNally interviewed with people from the NFL. He was talked to several times, not just once. You know, Wells makes it sound like he was just talked to once and that was it. That was, that's not the case. But even if it was, 
and you wanted to go back to him a second time. Here's my problem with all this, right? Here's my problem with all this. McNally was already a guy. If you're the Patriots, if you're McNally, you meet with this guy once. I'm sure it was a lengthy discussion. Then this guy wants to come back to you, right, again. If you're McNally, if you're the Patriots, you have to think about everything that happened to McNally before the investigation. You had the Kelly Naki report, which, as we found out, was complete horseshit. She wrote a report on ESPN.com. They did a whole story on Outside the Lines on TV that, that painted Jim McNally to be a guy who was sneaking illegal footballs, illegal K-balls, which are the special teams balls, to the official, the guy Yeti. Remember that story? Well, they portrayed Jim McNally as some type of criminal in that story. Right? And, and as it turns out, when you read the Wells report, that was completely wrong. Kelly Naki wrote a bullshit report. It should have never been reported. She had no context. She had nothing that, made it, that, that was factual based on what McNally actually did. That was wrong. McNally turns out on the Wells report, in that situation that Naki reported, he didn't do anything wrong. In fact, it was the official that fucked up. Walt Anderson didn't mock one of the K-balls. And the league was playing hot potato with an unmarked K-ball on the sidelines and in the officials' room during the AFC Championship game. And then they hand one to McNally and say, hey, you want to give this to the official? They're missing a K-ball. He hands it to the official. All of a sudden, Kelly Naki's doing outside the lines with Bob Lee on how McNally's trying to sneak in illegal footballs to the AFC Championship game. All false information, all right? So you get that report. So if I'm McNally, I'm pissed. If I'm the Patriots, I'm pissed. Ted Wells is going to come to you. He's going to meet with NFL, whoever. You sit down, you know, I'm sure he's just grilling you. And if I'm McNally, I'm like, that's enough. I'm not, this is, this is crazy. I'm the Patriots. I say, this is nuts. This is insane. What are we doing with McNally? What do you want from the guy? You just portrayed him as a criminal on ESPN. You already, you already interviewed him. So the people that say, well, why didn't they, why didn't they give him McNally again? Why wouldn't, they, why wouldn't McNally interview? Put yourself in McNally's shoes. Were you, were you going to interview again? Did, is, that like, is this something you feel like you need to do? This isn't, this is the NFL. This is Ted Wells, some guy with a creepy fucking mustache. There's nobody saying you legally need to be here at, at, at a certain point in time. What are you talking about? And oh, by the way, why are you talking about it after you wrote a 243-page report? Shut up. Don't do a conference call. Anything that Ted Wells said in that conference call should be thrown out the window. She cannot be used. If you can't explain yourself well enough in 243 pages, you failed. You failed. The Wells report is terrible. And maybe that's why this guy's mad. Not just because now we have to see his terrible mustache all over the TV, but also because he knows. Ah, I should have probably clarified this a little bit. Ah, maybe I could have got a little bit more. He couldn't get a little bit more. You know why? You know why? Because this whole process was a joke. It's laughable. And it goes back to the commissioner. 
allowing this to happen. Not just allowing it to happen, paying millions of dollars for this to happen, to get to this point. And the point that we are at now is, for some strange fucking reason, a wait and see as to when the commissioner will come out and talk about this, right? Ted Wells, Ted Wells doing a conference call yesterday. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't, I, I didn't listen to I read the entire 243-page report. That's all I need to know. That's all I needed to know. That's all I needed to read to know that this is an absolute clown show. And, and the suspension for Brady is a complete joke. It's an embarrassment to the league. And the more they let Ted Wells come out and yell in a conference call, I mean, you can be mad and yell and scream all you want, but that doesn't mean it's, it's not laughable anymore. The fact is that you keep getting mad about it, uh, I don't think helps the situation at all. And in fact, I don't think anything he should, anything he says from here on out should be used in any type of court of law or court of appeals. It just can't be used. You don't get 243 pages and then get to do a conference call trying to explain yourself further. You don't get that. You don't. And the only person that I want to hear from today is Roger Goodell. So I hope tomorrow I can jump on this podcast and I hope, I, I hope tomorrow I can hear from the commissioner. Because, you know, we're, we're now two days removed from the news that, you know, the reigning Super Bowl MVP quarterback to open the season on national television is suspended for four games. And we haven't heard from the guy that ultimately makes that decision. We got a statement from a guy who works for the guy. We got a conference call from the guy who wrote the report that gave the report to the commissioner who made the decision, but we don't have anything from the commit. We don't even have a statement. There's not even a statement. There's not even a quote. He's not even quoted. Where is he? Where is he hiding? I, I don't get it. I, I honestly don't. I literally, I'm, I'm asking that question, but... I, I don't have an answer to it, and and I'm somewhat confused. Like, is that not the process? Are we not expecting a Goodell conference call? Is nobody else saying, where's Goodell? Did I miss the quote? I didn't miss the quote, Pete, right? There's nothing from Goodell. I don't see it. Until that happens, we'll wait and see. Uh, Until it happens, we'll, we'll, we'll break it down. But as of this morning, on Wednesday morning, May 13th, not, uh, crickets, crickets outside of Goodell's office. Now that especially they, they arrested El Prez and the boys, um, which was just classic. It was classic. And, and the comments that they made on the way, you know, as they handcuffed, getting taken away, um, are something that they'll always remember, I'm sure. That, that, I, now, I don't think Robert Kraft or Brady or Belichick would – would, you know, help them get out early, but I would have loved to have seen them try to get those guys out, right? That would, that would have been awesome. But they have caught a court hearing t- this morning. Um, I assume they'll be – and by the way, the Boston office is right down the street. I, I wish how, we could get them in. How fitting would it be that if get them in here. Brady or Belichick posted bail for them to get it out? It would be great. Now, I just don't, I don't know that situation. Does that even need to be done, <laughs> right? 
That can't even be done under that. It's a, they're protesting. I guess they treat them like protesters. I have no idea. I don't know how that works. But I do know that watching that play out was hysterical yesterday. Uh, and I loved every second of it. Yeah, you don't like to see people get arrested. But, you know, the whole fact that you had somebody go down and post up in front of the NFL office, inside the NFL offices, and then as they get taken away, say, I die for Bel- 